Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tranquility Podcast. It's been a minute, it's been a minute, but I just needed some time out. Um, I, I always take time out when, you know, I feel very emotionally overwhelmed, drained. I just take some time out from social media, from posting, from just, just anything that will make me more drained. And, you know, I wanted to record, I wanted to, you know, post some episodes, but one thing about me is if I'm not, if I don't feel like doing something and I know it's going to drain my energy, I'm not going to do it. Like, I've learned to put myself first and not force myself and not overdo it to the point where I burn out because... It's just, it's just not worth it sometimes and it's better to, for me to put 100% in what I'm doing and I needed that time off to reset to, you know, not even um, look deeper into myself. I just needed time to just not do any of that. To not reflect all the time, to not journal all the time. It's just, I just wanted to just live, you know what I mean? Just, and I had a really heavy week with work, so I was just working, coming home, sleeping, and then just having time to myself to actually relax, like watch, watch some Netflix, and that's it. And I was working on my self-discipline as well. So, you know, I was... I was doing some research, I was, you know, writing things down and working on my spirituality, but not to the point where, you know, it was like overwhelming for me because I wanted to have that time to just relax. So it was really great that I had that time management, which is something I always lack. Like me and my time management is always bad. But, you know, this week's focus was self-discipline, and I feel like I did a really good job at that. And, you know, like I said, self-discipline for me is doing something, every, like doing, having behaviors that will help me in the future, help me in the long run. You know, so I can be happy, so I can be comfortable. And, you know, I understood the assignment, and I gave what I was supposed to give. And I'm very proud of myself for that. And, you know, I'm back. I'm better. I'm happy. And I'm ready to get with this episode. This is just like a, like a catching up. You know what I mean? But, yeah. When I don't have any notes prepared, I like to call it a freestyle. Because the thing with me is I always forget to mention that as everything. So that's why I have to write things down, give myself notes, so I know what I'm talking about. But I couldn't really write notes for this. I could have, but, you know, I just want to talk about my spiritual journey and how I got to where I am now. And, you know, there's so much to go into because it was a long journey. It was a very long, hard journey. And, I was never this self-aware, I was never this happy, I was never this content with my life and you know it's just crazy to look back on all the things that happened to me, all the things that you know broke me down but made me a better person. Now so where do I start? Where do I fucking start? Okay, so when I first came to Australia, it was like 2005, and ever since I came, my mom forced me to go to church. I wouldn't say forced, but she just took me to church with her, you know, because like when we were in Africa, we were always going to church, and then we came here, and then obviously, you know, she's a woman of faith, you know, she, you know, she, she believes in her God, you know what I mean? And, you know, she took us to church every Sunday, never missed a Sunday. Never, ever, ever, ever missed a Sunday unless, like, you know, I was sick and I couldn't go. But then I, I never see my mom miss a day of church unless she was, 
I don't know, just something important would have to come up for her not to go to church. But other than that, she's there in the front row praying. You know what I mean? She was always there. So yeah, I went to church every Sunday with her. And you know, as a kid, it's fine. Um, I always went to, went off to, what's it called, Sunday school with all the other kids. You know, it was a good time because, you know, I was with other kids. We were, we were dancing, we were singing, eating lollies. It was fun, you know. And, you know, as I got older and older, um, obviously I grew up, I grew up, I grew, what is that? I grew, I was just not old enough to be in Sunday school. And um, I had to sit in the church and listen. And, you know, I really believed, I convinced myself that I was a Christian, that, you know, I believed in God. And you know what? Like, I did to an extent, but I always had questions. Like, I was always questioning everything, like, in the Bible, like, everything that they were preaching about. It's just, I don't know. It just felt so distant, like I was in church and, you know, the preacher was preaching, but it just, it just wasn't for me, it just felt like I was just there. And, and then I started serving, I was, um, what, what is it, I don't know what it's called, I was a, I was a server, I think that's what it is, and I was up with, um, the priest and shit and I was wearing the white dress and I was sitting up there and I can't even lie it was so boring I always laying down I had to saw myself from sleeping and I remember me and my and my friends who, who were serving together and we just talk and laugh and you know when you were paying attention i promise you i was never paying attention to what was being said i was always in my mind like daydreaming dozing off like i was never there and it came to a point where you know it was like i it's like i don't believe in this i don't believe in anything like i'm just here by force and the more i was forced to go the more I just disconnected from, you know, Christianity, from God. And it was like I was there, but like, this is not my God because if this was my God, I would feel connected. I would want to be here. I would want to listen, like, you know, I want to read the Bible and all this. And it just wasn't for me. It really wasn't for me. And I tried so hard to stop going, but... My mom would yell at me. She, she like she would make a really big deal out of it. Like, why don't you want to go to church? Uh, nah, that's the devil and all this shit. And it's like, look, I just, I just don't want to go. Like, I don't have to go to church every Sunday to be a Christian. You know what I mean? And she didn't understand that, and I still had to go. And it wasn't until 2017 where I got my first job. And I started working on Sundays and I took that opportunity so hard. But you know, um I tried, I tried to stop going on Sundays when I was working. My mom would be because I'll start working at twelve, right? And my church finished at twelve. It didn't really finish at twelve, finished like at twelve thirty, you know, sometimes one o'clock. But twelve is especially for one hour, but they drag it like they do. And she would be like, oh, just come to church, and then you, um, your uncle will drive you to 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 work. And it's because I worked at High Point, and um, what's it called? My work was close to High Point, so she's like, you can make it, you can make it. And I was late all the time because this lady would force it. And then I just, it was just like, nah, I can't do this. My boss wants me to come in early, so I can't go to church. Da da da. And then I stopped, I stopped going and I was so happy that, you know, I could finally stop going. But like when I stopped going, it was like, 
So what do I do now? Like, do I not believe in anything? Do I believe in something? I was, I was very lost. And on top of that, around that time when in, in 2017, 2016 maybe, no, I would say 2017 is when I first started to, you know, like mentally I wasn't doing okay. I think 2017 was fine, but 2018 was the peak. Like mentally I was just, it was not my year at all when it comes to my mental health. My mental health was down astronomically. It was down, like I was down bad. And it's crazy because 2018 was such a bittersweet year for me. Because, like I said, mentally I was I was down bad, but you know it was my last year of high school, and you know I had a really good time. I had fun in school and everything, but on the other side, it was like I was struggling, like every day with my mind. I was just having this battle with me and myself, and you know it was like what. Who even is God? Like, I've been so, I've been through so much, and you know, 2018 was like my breaking point. It was like I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't, and I, I don't even know how to explain it. But it was the worst year of, it wasn't the worst year of my life. But like when I, when it comes to like my mental. My mental health was the worst year of my life. You guys get what I'm trying to say, okay? I think it was because maybe the, you know, it was the last year where, you know, I felt safe and secure in school. Like, I had my friends. And, you know, in high school, they kind of spring feed you and everything. And then the next year, I'll be, you know, off free. You know, free, I say free very, very loosely because this, there was like no such thing as freedom in my house. Like I could be 25 and, you know, I still have to explain where I'm going and like, not even ask for permission, but like, oh my gosh. I couldn't be my own person without the input of somebody else. I couldn't be... Me, I couldn't do what I wanted to do because as long as someone in my family says no, then it's no. You know what I mean? And growing up, I always felt super, super alone because first of all, I'm the youngest and it's such a big age gap between me and all my siblings. And I never got to have that type of relationship with my brothers and it felt like I was I don't know I was just super alone and you know when you're young you don't understand that you're in a toxic environment and you know my mom has always been very manipulative you know very narcissistic you know and all of that build up like subconsciously you take all that in and then you bury it and you keep it down and you can you can only bottle up your emotions for so long and 2018 was when the bottle popped it popped and you know and i i noticed even in Okay, up until, okay, so in primary school, I feel like I lived many different lives, right? So in primary school, I was, I was very active and, you know, I was loud. I was like, I wasn't afraid to be myself because, you know, when you're a child at school, at school, I wasn't afraid to be myself in primary school. I... You know, I was just me. I had this big loud laugh, you know. I was just always down to have fun. That's it. I just I was I just was enjoying being young.
And then when it came to high school, you know, I was still kind of the same, but more reserved. And, you know, when I went to high school, I thought I would have a little bit more freedom, but I felt stuck still because, you know, of my home situation. And, you know, what I'm trying to get to is that, you know, in my life, I never felt secure. I never felt safe in my home. And then so when I went to church and, you know, I see all these people praying and, you know, asking God for things and, you know, putting all their trust in, in like the man above. And they felt so safe to do that. And I couldn't do that because, you know, it didn't make sense to me. Because it was like, if there was a God, and, you know, I prayed every night, why are my prayers never being answered? Why am I always so sad? And I've always acknowledged the fact that I was sad as a child. And, you know, in my teenage years, I've always acknowledged that. And it came to a point where it was like, I was convinced that I could never be happy. And that just stuck with me. And it was like, ugh, God, it doesn't exist for me. Like, this is not my God. This, is, this God doesn't want me. This God doesn't love me, you know? Because it's like, if, you know, <clears throat> this God loves his children so much, and he answers your prayers and he listens to you and he's always there. Why is he allowing all these things to happen to me? And it didn't really make sense to me. Like, as from, I was so young and I had all this shit happen to me. And obviously at the time, you don't know that what is happening to you is bad because it's like, oh yeah. These are my family members. They love me. They're supposed to love me unconditionally. They'll never do anything to harm me or hurt me. So, obviously, you, you know, you don't say anything. And when you grow up, you start to look back and reflect and you see how bad everything actually was and how, you know, the people who was supposed to love you and take care of you, you know, like took advantage of you or, um, you know, just stopped you from being who you really are and just teared you down continuously and never gave you space to grow and just projected their fears, insecurities onto you and you just took it. You just had to take it because there's nothing else you could do. And I guess that's why I never felt connected with with God in church. That's why I was like always so distant from, from like my religion. And didn't want to go to church because subconsciously I knew, but I was still so naive. I was still so young. And. I honestly thought that I didn't deserve to be happy. I didn't think I deserved to, you know, be safe, to have somebody look out for me because I always looked out for myself. And that mentality was built into me when I was so young. Because like I said, I was the youngest and I didn't have a secure relationship with any of my siblings, with my mom, with my dad. And I, I guess I did kind of with my cousins, but... Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I wouldn't get into that, but... Yeah, it was just... I don't know, I was just very, 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 very confused all the time. And I, I just didn't see, I just didn't see what everybody was seeing. It didn't make sense to me. It really didn't. 
So fast forward to 2018, I was just, I was just really, really like depressed and nobody really knew and I didn't want anyone to know, but I'm a pilot. <laughs> and time I look back on my, um, what is it called? I, I kind of, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, on, on my pilot. It's just me posting some sad ass quotes and like the um. I don't want to be that, that damn bad ever again that I'm posting all these depressing quotes. Like, please. But yeah, I was, I was just, it just got to a point where, like, it affected me physically as well. I remember this one time um, I got to school, you know, I was in a bus, just like, you know, be happy, today, you're gonna be happy, just smile, everything. And I got to school. Because of the heater, like I always did, and the bell went, the bell went, and I couldn't get up, I couldn't move, I just, I couldn't do anything, and I was just sitting there, and, and I just break, I just break, like I didn't cry anything, but inside I was just broken and my friend was there and I asked him if I was okay and I was like nah I can't like I did I just can't go to class and I told my teacher I couldn't go and I was like yep I just I don't even know how long I stayed there but I stayed there for a minute and then I was finally able to get up and go to class and I don't know I don't even know how to explain how to describe what 2018 was like mentally in words I just can't and it was just it got to a point where I wasn't suicidal I wouldn't say I was suicidal but I just couldn't see a future for myself like I couldn't picture anything more than that day that I was living I couldn't see anything Further than that, because my mind wouldn't let go of the past, and I was just living in the past all the time. You know, everything clicked, and it was like, damn, I can't believe that I went through all of that, and I didn't even know that I was experiencing everything that I was experiencing, and it was just like my faith just completely, like, was this. Void. It was like, if there was a God, why would they let that happen to me? Why would they put me in this position? Like, why? It, didn't, it just was not making sense at all. So, you know, I was just taking it day by day. And I wasn't healing myself or anything like that. I was just trying to just pretend like he wasn't there and it came to a point where like I was just randomly shut off like I'll be talking a lot and then next minute I'll be quiet and then everyone be like UK UK what's going on and you know I just shrug it off like it's fine and then I just be quiet for the rest of the time and I couldn't really understand I still didn't understand why that happened to me and you know I started having panic attacks and it was just so bad. I was just down bad, guys. I, I can't even... I don't even know how to explain it to you guys. Frankly. I can't. I'm really trying to, but I can't. If an award can go out to avoiding emotions, it would be me. Like, right now, I could never do that. Me right now, I could never do that. If I'm feeling down, I'm feeling sad, I'm, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to journal, I'm going to sit down and talk to myself. But back then, I just couldn't. Like... I knew I was sad, but I didn't want to admit to myself that I was sad. But all I knew was sadness, and I defined myself with sadness. And any feeling I felt other than sadness, it would scare me. But that makes sense. It would scare me. Like, I couldn't see myself being happy. And even if I was happy, I would tell myself, oh, this wouldn't last long, this wouldn't last long. 
It sounds like crazy saying that because it was like people saw me as someone who was like so happy, someone who was like, you know, like just energetic and funny and I wanted I wanted to be that way. So obviously I'm gonna keep up with the person, I'm gonna pretend like I'm happy all the time and I'm not. And it got to a point where um, I couldn't even be at home. Like my room was my sanctuary, my room was my peace. But it got to a point where I, I couldn't even be in peace in my own room because I wasn't like at peace in my mind. And if you're not at peace with yourself, you can't be alone because when you're alone you have to confront your thoughts, you have to be alone with your thoughts, you have to feel and that was just not working for me and I started going to my friend's house like all the time. I was always at my friend's house and that was a coping mechanism. And my friend, I love my friend's family and it was just, I just felt a sense of peace at my friend's house because it was like, you know, my friend, she loves me, her mom loves me, her siblings loves me and it was like, this is my ideal life right here. Like, this is what I need in my life. And I just felt peace there. And then every time I came home, it was like, damn, I need to leave. I need to leave. And I could never actually just leave and, you know, go out because I was always on locks. I couldn't go to parties. I couldn't even go out with my friends. It was just, it was just so bad. And I was just, 2018, I know you would want to think about that year, but, you know, it was very, it was the point where, I feel like the end of 2018, like, you know, I started, like, my spiritual journey. I want to say I started in 2019. Because, you know, after I graduated and I had all this, all this time to myself at home and, you know, I wasn't going to school every day and seeing people, seeing my friends and, you know, pretending to be happy and shit. I was just alone with my thoughts all the time. And I wasn't seeing people every day. I was at home every day. And it really, it sh- I don't know, it was like kind of like a reality shift. Because I'm, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this shit. Like something shifted. Like I had a change in my mindset. And that was the first time I actually like had a conversation with myself. Like, at some point of that time where I was just by myself and you know I told myself I'm not sadness I was like I asked myself why every time I think about myself all I associate myself with is being sad and you know I realized I don't want to be sad all the time I want to be happy I want to enjoy life and I don't want to be mad at the world. I don't want to be mad at my mom. I don't want to be mad at my family. I don't want to be mad at God. You know, all I wanted was like happiness, like genuine happiness. And that's when I started working on myself. And all the things I was doing then, I didn't know it was shadow work. I didn't know I was doing any child work and it was just it was just a moment of clarity for me and then I still wasn't like oh yeah I believe in God or anything like that I was still just very very much just living I wouldn't want to say I was a nihilist it was more like I don't know, it was like a trust the process kind of moment. It was like, I knew at some point that I would start believing 
in God again. But I knew it wouldn't be the same God that I went to church to, to like, get closer to, you know. It wasn't the same God my mom believed in. It wasn't the same God I grew up with. I knew that for a fact. But I knew at some point in my life I would be connected to something that, you know, was for me to a higher power that I could actually connect to, you know. And another thing, it was like, when I was younger and, you know, I was going to church and shit, it didn't really make sense to me. I thought, like, Christians were supposed to be good people. Like, the way it was being depicted, I thought, you know, all Christians were supposed to be good people, were supposed to be caring, supposed to, you know, put good in the world. And it was like, you know, I'll be at church, mom will be praying, you know, talking to the priest and everything. Everybody loves my mom. Everybody loves my mom. And it was like, when I go home, it was like, you're not the same person at church. Like, you go and pray and, you know, you're such a good person. Everybody sees you as such a good person. Everybody's like, oh, your mom is so nice. I love your mom. And I was like, how come I'm not getting the same version that you're giving out to everybody? And it just didn't make sense to me. It was like, if God was real, why are people like this? I thought everybody was supposed to be good. Like, that was just me being so... Like, I was just still so innocent. I didn't know that there was bad in the world. I thought, and when I saw bad, it was very confusing to me. I don't know. It was just tough times, but tough times never last. Tough people do. That's on period. <laughs> you know, it's getting personal when I start joking. <laughs> but, but yeah. So, okay. 2019, I started my spiritual journey and it wasn't even like I was doing I was doing anything I was doing now I was journaling but I was like writing in my notes and you know I was just being more aware of my emotions rather than you know distracting myself rather than pushing it down and creating more shadows and I, I didn't even know shadows were a thing. And I just started talking to myself more, you know, asking myself questions like, why did this make me mad? And I started actually reflecting back on, like properly reflecting back on everything that I was going through as a child. And... I wouldn't say then I was spiritual still, but, you know, I started my spiritual journey without me knowing. And then 2020 happened, and let me tell you this now, I'd rather 2020 over 2018. I know 2020 we were stuck inside basically the whole time, but that really gave me, like, I appreciate 2020 so much. I know so much shit happened in 2020. It was a horrible year, I guess. Like, in general. But for me, I loved it because I needed that time. I needed that time to, ref like, properly reflect. I started diving properly into my shadow work, started researching more on spirituality, meditation, reading books, you know, finding people to follow on Instagram that, you know, was spiritual and had an outlook of life that I wanted to, you know, associate myself with, started finding YouTube channels that will help me with my spiritual journey, and... You know, it was hard. It was very hard because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have proper guidance. But I knew that I had to do... I had to do all that. I had to, you know, do it by myself in order to make me into the person I am now. 
And, you know, before I started my spiritual journey, I always had the victim mindset. The victim mindset was was keeping me from acknowledging my part in, you know, the suffering that I had. Like, obviously, the things that happened to me weren't my fault, but I knew that I wasn't in a good place and I didn't do anything to heal. I didn't do anything for myself to make me happier. And, you know, that really hit hard because... You know, um, as a child, all I want is to be loved, is to be, like, not abandoned. I didn't want to be abandoned. But throughout all that process, I stopped loving myself. And I abandoned myself. I wasn't there for myself when I really needed. And, you know, I realized that I'm the only person that I can count on 100% to be there for me and if I wasn't there for me no one else was going to be there for me and I realized that I put way way too much of myself into other people when you know I was not getting the same energy back I was just giving 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 and it was just giving me drained and like it was like in 2018 like I was already so fucking drained but I was always giving myself out to people and like you know giving like helping other people with their problems but never allowing myself to get help from other people or even helping myself and it's really sad because even my own best friend didn't even know what was going on with me because I was just so afraid of my feelings to open up and, you know, t- tell them what was going on with, with my life and shit. And 2020 really helped me see everything so much clearer. Like, that was the great awakening for me. And, you know, 2020 vision, I really got to see myself holistically. Like, see myself. Is that a word? I know it's a word, but if I said wrong, I'm so sorry. But yeah, I got to see myself as me, as everything, as, you know, someone who has not just mental health and, like, not just my mental health and well-being, but also my physical, my emotional, my spiritual. Is there one more? Mental, emotional physical, but I did HHD and I still can't even remember, I know there's five or some shit like that, but yeah, I, you know, I started just investing in myself and it was the best thing that could ever happen and like I said, I had the victim mindset, right, and I just came to the realization that like, because I had that victim mindset and I was so closed off to my own emotions, so closed off to, you know, the world, that was the same way, you know, my mother was, that my brother was. And, you know, I realized that everybody has their own trauma and that doesn't excuse, the like, the fact of, like, like how they treated me or, like, what I went through, but... When you see that we're all breaking people trying to make it together, like trying to make it through this world. And like life doesn't have a guide. Life life doesn't have a book that you can read and be like, all right, I'm ready to live. It's like, no, everybody's really going through it. And, you know, I always blamed my actions and everything I did on the fact that, you know, oh, I've been through this and I've been through that. This happened to me. Like, I didn't say it out loud. I didn't tell people, but in my own mind, in my own reality, that's how I was going about it, you know? And I really stopped, 2020 really helped me stop being a victim. And, you know, I had to really... uh, 
forgive my mom, forgive my family, even though they haven't apologized to me and probably never will apologize to me. But that's something I have to do for myself so I can let go and move on and properly heal myself because if I was still holding on to all of that and didn't accept their like not their apology if I didn't forgive them I still wouldn't be where I'm at right now and like I said I'm just internally grateful for 2020 Sometimes all you need is to be forced to be with yourself. Like stop avoiding your feelings and just sit down with yourself. And, and it's hard. I know it's hard. And it was so hard for me to like look in the mirror, look at myself in the mirror when I was healing because... I didn't recognize who I was. It was like, this is not me. Someone who is actually doing fine. Someone that's not sad. Someone who doesn't want to cry themselves to sleep. Like, it was scary looking at myself. I was like, I don't know who this person is. I really don't. And, you know, I regain, I regain faith in not the God in the Bible, not the white Jesus, but the universe. And, you know, I don't know who's out there watching me and, you know, guiding me and protecting me, but I know that I am a spiritual being now that you know I came to this earth for a purpose and and that I went through what I went through because I needed to go through that to take me to where I need to be and you know if you asked me in 2018 if I can go back and change some like change anything I would tell you straight up that I want to change this and that and this and this and this but now it's like I won't change it for anything because I needed to go through that I needed to break down I needed to I just needed to rediscover myself because if 2020 didn't happen I don't even know right I don't even want to think about how I would be if 2020 didn't happen and I didn't have that time to like self-reflect. I'm forever proud of myself for putting in the work and even though I was scared, I was very scared and I put in the work and at that time it was, that was like my biggest fear was, you know, sitting down with myself, being alone with myself and actually figuring why I was so sad and looking back at everything because, you know, subconsciously I knew that, you know, it wasn't right that I was like this. But I was always so scared to heal because I was so comfortable being sad. I was so comfortable being the victim and like I said 2020 needed to fucking happen or else I wouldn't be here and you know what I do I research was one thing that really helped me and you know all the questions I had when I was a child and just I was always very observant very like, I just always had questions and, you know, I really allowed myself to explore those questions, search it up. Like, I always had the internet with me. I always, like, I could have done, I could have done so much work on myself if I wanted to. But like I said, I, I didn't want to because I was so comfortable being who I was at the time. 
and I did my research, watched YouTube videos and everything and started it, you know, book for myself, books to journal in, um, like I started meditating, started reading books and everything. And you just gotta do the work. It, but and what works for me wouldn't work for everybody because you know everybody's different. Everybody's journey is different. And maybe you don't need to be. Maybe you don't need to be forced to be like alone with your thoughts to have your, your awakening. You know, anything could spark your awakening. But just just know that. If you're feeling lost in the world and you feel like, you know, you don't have a place in there or that you're not important, you are. You are so fucking important. Like, every single life that is on this earth is so precious and we're all here for a reason. I truly believe that we're all here for a reason. We have a purpose. Even, like, you know, you don't cure cancer or you don't, like, invent a flying car or anything like that. Maybe your purpose is to simply live and find happiness. And don't beat yourself up. We spend so much of our life, like, beating ourselves up and, you know, blaming ourselves for things that happen to us when literally... It's not your fault. It's not your fault. We're all young, we're all naive. And what happens to us as kids really, you know, affects us in the long run. And that's not our fault. It's just, like I said, we're all broken people trying to get through life and you know, generational trauma is a real thing, and I just, generational trauma is a topic that I really love, because once you really get to understand it, you get to see the world and people for who they are, like, it's simple, it's so, it's so hard for me to actually get mad now, because it's like, oh, I know why you're like this, it's like, oh, I see through, I see through it, like, I know, you're just projecting. I know that what you're saying to me doesn't really mean anything to me because that's all on you. And it is a great feeling to actually heal yourself. And just don't be afraid. There's nothing to be scared of. Healing is the best thing you can do. Like, being in that one mindset, being in that victim mindset, being so closed off, is what's keeping you from finding like your purpose you feel like you don't have a purpose is because one you haven't healed two you are not allowing yourself to get out of your comfort zone and you can't grow in comfort you have to be uncomfortable you have to face your fears and it's easier said than done but that's what you have to do to you know be happy to find peace in the world once you have peace in the world once you have like that I don't know that love for yourself then you will see the you'll see the world so much clearer and you know you'll open your eyes to a lot of things that you know that you didn't want to see but now you can and you know i'm still i still have a lot of healing to do i still have a lot of spiritual growth to do but i am very happy with where i am now and i'm forever grateful for everything i've been through and no i still don't believe in the god in the bible but I do believe in a high power and I do believe that we are all gods because, you know, we have the ability to change our own lives. We have the ability to manifest anything that we want. Like, we are all so powerful. We are powerful beings. And a lot of people fail to see that. Like, you have so much power within yourself, with your words, with 
your mindset with the way you know you you act, the way you behave, you have so much power. Like just imagine the power of your words. You can say something that can hurt somebody forever. And you can also say something that can change somebody's life. You know what I mean? Like you can change your own life by simply just changing your habits, by simply just believing that you can do something great, by believing that, you know, you are an entrepreneur, you are a, you know, a doctor, you know, anything that you want to be, you can be. But, you know, with the way this world is made, with capitalism, with the government, everything is just made to lower our vibration and keep us in a state of mind that doesn't allow us to grow. And we all fall into that. We all fall into that. But it's just up to you to see the bigger picture, to heal yourself, to understand yourself and understand the world. And to allow yourself to, just allow yourself to learn, allow yourself to experiment, allow yourself to ask questions. There's nothing wrong with asking questions, there's nothing wrong with looking deeper into yourself, into the world, into why things are the way they are. I promise you that will help you so much and just, just, you know, just, just live a happier life. And I guess that's all I want to say. I'm so sorry if this is all over the place. Like I said, this is a freestyle. I don't have notes, anything like that. I'm just going over the top of my head. It doesn't make sense. I'm so sorry. But, you know, I really wanted to make this episode. And, yeah. I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode, I guess. Bye. Hope you guys have a great night. Peace and love. Stay in your power and remember that you are powerful. You are a powerful being. And you have the world in your hand. You are a goddess. You are a king. You are a god. And that's on period. Bye.